0: Run.
1: Hello, and welcome to another episode of Here's What You Could Have Run podcast. Exciting news at the minute is the podcast has reached 5,000 downloads. Got a little email from Podbean, who hosts it, advising me of the milestone reached. So that's 5,000 downloads. So I haven't quite got around to getting a jingle. So definitely prioritizing quality here. Today's episode is talking to Dawn, who's just recently completed the 50 mile slam with Centurions. So that's four 50 mile races. She decided that would be quite not enough pressure, really, just managing to achieve that. So, I she thought she'd throw in becoming a mum and finishing a hundredths marathon at the same time. So, she's had a ridiculously busy year. We're considering most of us in the last year have basically just got fat due to lockdown and debated doing the odd run. And speaking of uh, living life to excess and not looking after yourself, last week uh, I went out with many of the weird internet people that I know through Twitter. You know, your parents always tell you not to meet up with weirdos off the internet, Well, I thought I'd butt the trend, and pop down to London and about, oh, I think 12 weird internet running idiots all met up and proves that we might not be that good at running, but we are quite good at drinking and eating pizza. And cocktails so yeah very good day there and it was a bit of a two-day hangover because that's what happens when you get a bit old but enough talk about partying let's hear how dawn gone joining me now is dawn who's here to talk about uh running in particular she's just finished doing the uh, 50 slam with centurions so that's four 50 mile events she also thought she'd make that a little bit harder on herself by working towards a 100 Marathon Club as well and to really kind of throw something to the mix. She thought she'd try and grow a human being in the whole process as well. So she's obviously not one to do it the easy way. So welcome, Dawn. and just sort of introduce yourself and how you got into running, please.
0: Oh, hello. Um, well, thank you for inviting me to come and talk to you. Very honoured. Um, yeah, so I'm um, Dawn. I've been... Um, I've been running marathons for about 10 years now, okay. um, I started, like a lot of people do, like you're not a, a fit person at all, just think oh I quite fancy doing the London Marathon and you know just signing up for that, giving it a go and you know that's that's how it gets started isn't it really and then you're like oh I quite like this, um, I want to keep my fitness going, one marathon turns into 10 and then it's 100 and <laughs> I think not for a lot of people, a lot of people
1: there. sort of stop at that first or they maybe do the odd one so yeah, what, what makes you think that was so much fun i want to do it a hundred times
0: wow well at first i just like quite enjoyed the marathon but well, i'll do another one so i think that, that first year i ended up doing five um <laughs> just different places to go and different yeah. people and also it's like kind of quite a nice it's something to sort of keep you out of pubs isn't it something to sort of give you a focus other than just going out drinking all the time so yeah. um it's kind of like a nice um lifestyle sort of as well, I sort of felt better for it, so I thought well, I'll just carry on with it. And yeah, then it just kind of escalated into Iron Man and Ultras, and just just having a go at everything that I heard. Lovely about. To be I so, mean, was I'm you, still to when did
1: you decide to try and work towards 100? The then was that kind of early on, or did you just get lots down and thought I might as well go for the 100?
0: Well, it was probably um, in my second year of running marathons, I sort of discovered the um, Enigma marathons of the laps of the lake around Hill and Keynes And I didn't know about this hundred club until then. And I saw these people with these blue and yellow vests and I was like, oh wow, these people have 100 marathons, they're like crazy. But yeah. I thought, oh, quite quite fancy that I'd only probably done about like 15 at the time. So I thought, well I you know I'm not really gonna go for it, but I quite like the idea of it. And that's kind of where it was started really.
1: Yeah, we, we yeah. were due to record this yesterday, but I had a last minute entry to one of the Enigma events Foxy gave me, so oh, really? I, I spent yesterday morning running around a lake in Milton Keynes. <laughs> oh, nice, well, I haven't
0: been there for years, I still love
1: running around that lake. Exactly, and it's quite it's quite good yesterday, because there was some guy doing his first marathon, and someone doing his 300s, which, like you said, oh. kind of shows the breadth of people there, and everyone's as, you know, as happy and cheerful as each other, and you know getting out there to do it there's no kind of snobbery on number of marathons but there are definitely some people there with ridiculous numbers wow
0: yeah there's always like a nice mix of people at those events the, that's the thing I liked about the smaller events it's just yeah. you know you get to chat more and stuff and yeah it's really, really good
1: that's cool and for me obviously it's just down the road from I'm in Key, so it's quite an easy one <laughs>
0: Oh, so
1: you're close to Milton Keynes then? Exactly. Yeah. So I think okay. I've, I'm at my best. I think I can do five minutes from leaving the house to being still putting my number on. Although Foxy normally
0: oh.
1: whinges exactly. that I cut it a little bit too close. And yesterday I, I didn't get there in time to get my number. So there you go. <laughs> oh, yeah. I had to run to the start and get on with it. But get a nice little
0: warm up, get into
1: the start. Then. Exactly. So, you're working towards your 100 then, and why didn't you just sort of stick to marathons and why do you start getting distracted with ultras? Because it is obviously a, a much harder way of doing it. And for anyone that doesn't know, you do have to finish these events for them to count for the 100 Marathon Club. So, if you you know do 40 miles of a 50 miler and DNF, it counts for nothing. So, it's a slightly riskier way of doing it. Well, I don't
0: know. I mean, like the 100 Marathon thing, it wasn't really my main sort of go I just like doing I just like a challenge like oh I was like oh I haven't done a, a 50 mile ultra before oh, I better I better have a go at that or or what's triathlon Ironman just all those kind of things we're like oh I'll just have a go at that you know I mean I wasn't overly like fussed too much about the the actual hundred I thought I'd get there eventually or sort of, okay. you know for me I sort of enjoyed the ultras more and then you sort of you have to say maybe like three hundred milers a year, and then you have a couple of fifties, and then building a few marathons around it, like your training runs, kind of thing. That was kind of like my way of doing it. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I think I thought I get I get a hundred at some point, but then I think when I get closer to that hundred, I thought oh, I'll just get on with it and just get it done now, isn't it, I think.
1: Yeah. No. So, what sort of ultras have you done then in the run up to the uh, doing the fifty slam? Um,
0: well, I haven't done. A lot for a couple of years since was pregnant and COVID and everything but yeah i i've done a fair few i don't go at anything really i mean i've done like can, the canal races um i've had a go at Crown union a couple of times i've done like i've done UTMB, but dnf like i've done the ccc so i've done mountains canals they've done like 24 hours around a track i mean it's just whatever sounds good to me i'll just think all oh, right something like that i'll have a go at that you know excellent yeah, I've done, you know, like a few hundreds and things like that. I think that's sort of my favorite distance. It's kind of I like the hundreds, really.
1: Yeah, no, I, I kind of agree. It's, it's the fifties are kind of nice and that it's kind of just a day gone, isn't it? But there is something special about running through the night and seeing the sun come running up. And, the night and
0: yeah, the sunset in the morning and I, I just really love that. That's that's just what I love doing really.
1: So that's no. sort of
0: where I I'm sort of heading really i
1: guess more more back towards the hundreds again now Maybe. so what kind of prompted you to do the 50 slam and how did that was it intentional to happen just after having a baby how did you kind of time all that was it freak accident or did you like the <laughs> Olympic athletes planned out when you could like squeeze a baby in between your races <laughs> well no i
0: just I just kind of like the slam idea type things. I like the big medal you get at the end. Yeah. (laughs) In my head, it's like I've got this list of like loads of different things I want to do, and like fifty slams on it, hundred slam, canal slam. I want to do all these slams because I just like the idea of it. Um, and like when I found out I was pregnant, and then I sort of thought, oh, when am I have my baby? October. Oh, first. I was like how am I going to ease back into running was basically my thought and I thought well let's just do the 50 slam. <laughs> and then, like, <laughs> <laughs> I knew that probably sounds completely ridiculous way of easing back into running. Some people might I ease thought, well, back with a
1: part run. run but you know.
0: <laughs> yeah this is just how my brain works you know I, I quite like a challenge but I thought well I didn't want to just sort of go for the hundreds straight away I thought 50s you know you're doing in a day so it's not like loads of, amount of time away mm. from my baby so i thought i want to do the 50 slam so let's just do it and i think now that i've had a baby i'm not going to be just entering loads of random races i'm, I'm going to pick and choose you know i'm going to be more selective of what i'm doing and okay. i still want to really do the 50 slam because i like the massive medal you know it's crazy what we do for a medal isn't it? But, it is, uh, tough, I
1: just yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so i thought oh, perfect time to go for it first race six months after having a baby mm.
1: So, how confident were you kind of entering? Obviously, baby recovery, no future resurgence of COVID, etc., would all actually happen to allow you to do the 50?
0: Well, I wasn't actually confident at all, to be honest. I was like, as a first baby, I've never had a baby, I didn't know what I was letting myself in mm. for. But, like, the thing is with these events, you've got to sign up a year in advance, pretty much. Yep. you? say. So- I remember signing up for the first race of the 50s lab and I was like, I think I was like 26 weeks pregnant or something, which is I mean, it's just, you know, it's crazy when I look back at it now. I mean, so I wasn't confident, but I was kind of like, all right, I've got the race entry. I do not have to do it. You know, right. I didn't put pressure on myself. You know, if I had a horrific birth and I could never run again, it doesn't matter. You, you know, you just don't do it, do you? Mm. So, but it was nice <laughs> to have that there, like my little focus for once I'd have my baby and, just to, just to get me back into it really and uh, what so, did yeah, your I family was,
1: and friends sort of think of that because most mums at probably 26 <laughs> weeks are doing baby yoga classes and working out how to assemble a cot, and you're signing up for <laughs> 50 mile races <laughs> well my husband's just kind of like well this
0: just just he just knows what i'm like so he right. wasn't you know bothered at all by it i didn't really say that much to other people and other people that know me know what i'm like anyway so they're mm. probably like yeah, it's a bit crazy, but yeah, it's, it's just what you do, isn't it? It's just my way.
1: So, so all the yeah. way through the pregnancy, then you're kind of a year out, sign up to each race as it opens. Then
0: yeah, so that was my thing. I just kind of signed up for each one as the year went on. I got more and more pregnant. Yes, yeah, it's probably not a great idea. But also... <laughs> <That> <laughs> I, mean, I just was able to run throughout my pregnancy. I was um, I was quite lucky. It was I was quite fit all the way through um I ran the day I was induced you know obviously like a the distance <laughs> becomes shorter and shorter and you know by the time I, I was having the baby I was anywhere in like 5k like three times a week but it you know it was something I Still thought I yeah. would to treat me fairly fit so I was like we'll see how, how it all goes after the birth and yeah I didn't that, that was never really any pressure on myself you
1: know i wouldn't have done it if i didn't feel up to it but no it sounds yeah. like yeah you're in control of your mind and control your body for that so yeah yeah yeah
0: definitely
1: and in terms of obviously uh having the baby so when did you say october did you Is that when you had the yeah, baby uh, i
0: have a boy yeah beginning like well,
1: 10th of october Excellent. congratulations yeah, well, um,
0: oh thank you yeah it's it's great he's lush I do love being a mum it's it's great But like it gave me six months because the first um event of the 50 slam was, was exactly six months after so in oh, April <laughs> <laughs> they did end up um postponing the first event by one week because of the whole um travel restrictions oh yeah crazy. of
1: course so I did that
0: an extra week in the end but that probably gave me a lot of extra time but
1: other percent is probably not bad <laughs>
0: no it's an extra week it was all good
1: and the did it, were you, it was October when you actually allowed hospital visitors and stuff because I kind of lost track of when we had lockdown and no it was good. all
0: a bit it was all a bit of nightmare to be honest and my husband was like, wasn't out to any of the scans I mean it's it's just such a weird time to have a baby yeah. and so I had to be induced um, and I was just basically turning up at the hospital nobody told me anything I didn't know what the whole process involved I didn't know anything and if he turned up, we didn't even know if he was going to be allowed to come in. Mm. And he was like, well, I'm just going to kind of walk in and nobody sent him away. And he's like, I just going to stay here, i stay here. And in the end, like nobody sent him away. Like, I mean, he had to go after I'd had the baby and they'd take yeah. him to a ward. But he was actually there for the birth. And oh, that's they, great then, yeah. are they are they going to chuck him out? Are they going to chuck him out? It was just, it was just weird. You know, it's not how you'd imagine having a baby, but. Yeah we made
1: it through, we we're, we're, were all right, but yeah, it was just weird. Yeah, it was certainly an odd time for all of that. But yeah. So how yeah. soon after that did you get back to running? Because obviously you just delivered a baby, I presume you, you waited at least a couple of hours.
0: <laughs> yes. So, um well it took I I think I was out for about eight weeks I mean I didn't have um the the nicest of birth I mean in my head I was like oh yeah I'm fit so I'll go and have a baby and he'll just pop out and I'll just go for a little recovery jog on the way home but yeah it was nothing like that but you know ignorance is bliss I guess um so I wasn't stressing about giving birth Throughout the pregnancy, but yeah, it was um, yeah, it wasn't a very pleasant experience. But I, um, what I did do is um, my little treat to myself. I paid to see a proper pelvic specialist. Okay. Because uh, like they call it like a, a mommy MOT um, to assess like your pelvic floor and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wasn't gonna I wasn't gonna run until I knew that I was kind of safe to run. So I mean, in my head, I'd sort of book that for like four weeks after I'd have my baby. I was thinking, oh, you know, four weeks, I'll do some pelvic floor exercises and I'll I'll be fine. But um, you know, I wasn't cleared to run for another four weeks after that. So it's sort of eight weeks, really, before I could start running. So if I wasn't doing my pelvic floor exercises properly, and you know, I had to sort of retrain myself with doing all that. So um, you know, yeah, it's. Something that I would definitely recommend if you're having a baby before you start running back, just go and see a proper physio because, like, if you rush back too soon, there's obviously the risk of like prolapse and all that kind of thing, Other and you, that, you yeah. don't want to with that kind of stuff. You, and runners are bad
1: go, enough for coming back too quickly from kind of normal things like twisted ankles. Never mind
0: giving birth to an entire human being. <laughs> it's kind of like the one time in my life that actually makes sense without quite you know just like a headless chicken oh i got an injury oh I'll be all right yeah and, you know it's the, probably the one time I've been sensible and I'm, I'm glad I was sensible to be honest um so yeah it was eight weeks which is not um it's not a huge amount of time out in the grand scheme of things mm-hmm. but then I was like okay right I'm gonna start back and I was just running like 1k at a time. So you, you've got to be so cautious and I know everything is just totally different I suppose after you've had baby and you're you're balance and your gravity and everything has like changed so everything feels weird I suppose um so I was like just starting out doing sort of one kilometer hour at a time and then I was like okay and I was like realized I've only got four months until I've be running 50 miles I was like oh right okay <laughs> you is didn't going stick to, to
1: that 10% increase a week because I think you'd never have got there would you
0: yeah, no, because when I was like clear to run, I did say to my physio, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm going to be running a 50-mile or like six months after, after I've had a baby. And she was like, okay, so eight weeks, you can start a Couch to 5K programme. I downloaded this Couch to 5K programme and I thought, it's going to take me like however many weeks to be build, to be running 5K. And I was like, that's ju- it's just not going to be enough. So I was like, I'm just going to do things my way. And um, I was just kind of like, it's that fine line of, doing enough but not doing too much so um I think within two weeks I built up to sort of running 10k um, and <laughs> that, that was my long runs like 10k and it took me like 10 minutes longer than I would normally sort of take for an easy run and I was like you know I was like half dead at the end of it I was like oh, I didn't realize I was like how am I so unfit like I felt really unfit but I probably wasn't but It just felt horrendous. I I would have
1: said that sounds pretty good. I took three weeks off there this year for, I think it was a calf tear. And even after three weeks, I came back and was just like someone who'd never run before. So yeah, Yeah. being not that much lower over 10K, yeah, sounds very impressive to be honest. Yeah, I mean, it probably wasn't as bad. You know, I probably was doing well, but I was just like, it was just that
0: feeling of like, whoa, this just feels just so bad. But I was like, you know and I was like seriously down myself I was like this is stupid like what have I done in signing up these races but I was like you know what I want to get my fitness back so I'm just gonna build up just do it as I can and I think by the time I was 20 weeks after having Freddie I was back up to running 20 miles at sort of my standard run, run pace <laughs> which I was not really chuffed with actually I was like yeah I, I think I could run a marathon you know at a comfortable slow pace now so I was kind of happy with that um I mean with all the other pressures of having a baby so um obviously so much going on in it and time pressures and
1: that's what I was going to say how do you kind of fit training and around the baby and were you doing sort of buggy running or were you uh yeah greeting the husband when he returned from work throwing a baby at him and running out the door
0: (laughs) basically um it was kind of like that but um so at the beginning of January I sort of started back running I'd say properly and I thought oh let's just do run it the run every day January thing let's just do 5k a day so that was all I was really aiming for 5k a day and then like maybe on the weekends I'd get up early and sort of do a longer run Mm -hmm. so that's what I did really and like the run every day January thing kind of like morphed into February March and I did actually run every day up until the South Downs Wake first the first race and I just yep. you know, the whole weekend built in a bit of a longer run. I mean I never got up to I think I only got out on the trail like a couple of times because I have to sort of drive out to the, you know because I live near the Cotswold way that's where I sort of do my trail running. So I'd I'd have to sort of drive out there which like adds on more time and stuff. So I think I only got out on doing any trail running sort of twice Then I did 21 miles is my longest run. I think I did like one 20 miler and one 21 mile run like ahead of the South Downs way so I was like it's not a lot of training and the, when I went out on the trail like my back was really hurting I think you know everything is like different all your ligaments and your muscles everything's mm. like looser and weaker and you know I might have sort of you know I lost the baby weight pretty quickly but like everything is like weaker and different inside you might look the same but you're not so um I mean, I wasn't massively confident going into it. But I was like, you know, just give it a go. i mean, I'll just have just had a baby. If I didn't do it, I didn't do it. It's, I wasn't. I didn't put myself under any pressure. So, I so you didn't like, have any kind out.
1: of time target for South Downs, then it was just
0: yeah, you done was was of, three
1: months of running, turn up and see what happened.
0: Yeah, I was just sort of said to my husband, like, cause he came with me and he, he had Freddie. So I said to him, look, I've got 13 hours to do this race. I'm just hoping to get around like a couple of seconds under 13 hours. Haven't done much training, so we can't actually expect a lot. So I said, just keep an eye on the tracker and we'll see see how it goes. And I just kind of got to the race. And obviously it was like the first bit of normality for so long. So I've been pregnant, Mm -hmm. it'd been pandemic. I've been literally locked in my house for like, I don't know, like a year and a half almost. True. Um, so it was like crazy. So it was just nice to go somewhere that wasn't my house to a different part of the country and to just be around runners. And I was just like, this is just like the best day and the sun was shining and it was just, it was just a lush day. And I was like, I was just in my element to be honest and I thought, right, just self really sort of steadily. Um, I sort of went off and I think I was doing like sort of five miles an hour and I thought, well, we'll see what happens. Mm i just averaged five miles an hour for the whole race like i just i just felt great it was i was just really amazed by like how well my body just seemed to remember what it was doing and it just went went really really well and i finished just under 10 hours and which you know i was thinking 13 so i was just oh well, yeah that' really
1: well ahead then isn't it changed
0: yeah and i just had the best day i mean like the time like i did you know it was a quite good time for me so i was so pleased with it but just to go out there and just to have the best da- best time on South Downs just running it. it was just yeah it's just the best day for, for a long time you know yeah. just to do something normal again.
1: I presume that's sort of the longest you've been away from Freddie as well although probably you saw him on route a bit but I expect you've been yeah fairly attached to him for most of the previous six months yeah. that's been quite odd not to be.
0: Yeah it's- like, I mean, I'm with him like all the time, you know, I was on maternity leave, I haven't been back to work or anything, so um, I'm literally with him all day, every day. And, you know, Chris would take over, he'd look after him, I'd do a little run, or, mm. you know, if I was doing the long runs, I'd be up at five in the morning and I'd be back by breakfast time. So he was asleep, so he didn't really miss me. So it was the longest I'd been away from him. But um, I think it was quite nice because Chris sort of turned up a couple of points on route with Freddie, so. I got to see him when I was running so I kind of like that oh. kind of helped me get from point to point because I said no, I'll see him again soon so um yeah it was it was okay and he seemed like happy enough you know cool, just be with his dad for the day so yeah I think it all went really well.
1: And what number was that in terms of your 100 marathon progression?
0: I think that was like um probably like 94 I think.
1: So you're really sort of counting down at that point then?
0: yeah because i thought when i signed up for a slam i was like i was thinking oh well, that'll give me another four towards 100 and then i'll be on like 97 and then i was like oh, you know let's just get it done you know let's just get let's just fit in another three marathons yeah. and <laughs> so um there's a pretty big gap between um the north downs and Chiltern i think yeah that one's May and then the next one is until September. So I thought, right, let's just fit in a marathon each month for those three months, and then then I can get to Wendover Woods. That'd be the last one of the fifty, and that'll be my hundred marathon, and that'll be my boys turn a year old. It's kind of be like kind of a whole big celebration. I thought that'd oh, be yeah. a pretty good. <clears throat> let's just slot in another three marathons with it. So that's what I did. <laughs> <I'm not. laughs>
1: So, you've done the south down, so you then went straight onto north down before you started doing other ones. So, I mean, that's the second of the slam. Are you more confident on that one, having done sub 10 for the first? You're still just sort of seeing how mm-hmm. it goes and not, not being surprised if maybe your hit falls off halfway around?
0: Well, I was kind of like, I was like really surprised and I'm like, oh yeah, I did really well. So, I was feeling kind of quite confident about the north downs. I think that one was like five weeks after so i had a bit of time for recovery and i was like yeah i'm kind of quite happy i can cover the distance you know my back wasn't too bad I And mean, that was what i was mainly worried about my back i was worried about any maybe like prolapse type issues and nothing mm. like that didn't piss myself everything was fine so i was quite confident about it's it, a good goal
1: then... isn't it in a, an ultra
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> no, don't piss yourself <laughs> <laughs> I was kind of yeah, I was feeling quite happy about it but then about three weeks before the race um I was trying to go upstairs I had, had Freddie in my arms the cat was scratching the steps, so I went to kind of nudge the cat out of the way of the, bottom of the step and I cracked my back my big toe I just caught it and, and I heard it crack and I was like oh no and like for about for literally like three weeks after that, I couldn't run like oh, I church. couldn't even put my foot straight on the block I mean, I went, I had it assessed. I mean, they were like, they didn't think it was broken. It was so badly bruised. Um, so turning up for the North Downs, I hadn't done any rowing for three weeks. I could barely put my foot straight on the floor. So going up a hill, I had to have my foot like on a sort of slight angle. So uh, that that wasn't the best. So I was like a bit stressed ahead of that one. I was thinking, I can't believe it. Like I've managed to get around the first one and I'm not gonna be able to do the second one because I was like injured myself. I mean, that's the way with these sorts of things, isn't it? Like, not in yeah. yourself is, like, half the problem. And
1: North Downs, yeah. it's a trickier one as well, isn't it? It's the one everyone struggles with. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I think it's... I mean, I did find that one harder. I think it's, like, more technical. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, I think I probably... I don't know, I think I must have gone off a bit too quick or maybe I had not quite recovered. Because, like, you know, five weeks, you know, before that would have been fine for me to recover and do another big race, but... I think because uh, you know, for a good almost two years where really, I hadn't really done a lot of running. I thought maybe I hadn't, you know, recovered so well, mm-hmm. maybe it knocked me a bit more and and I was like knackered from like halfway like get to like Box Hill and I was like, Okay, right, I'm absolutely knackered now and that's what like, big hills are and I was like dying going up these hills. So yeah, I mean I'd had some sort of rough time goal in mind and I was like now I'm like, way out of the window and I think that kind of thing like mentally like you know, drags you down. And, um, and I didn't have like Freddie and Chris there to support me for that one because there was no supporters allowed so they decided to stay uh-huh. at home and had my first like, night away from Freddie so I was a bit like you know not like overly happy about that race and like from the first race which was just amazing I just loved everything about it the second race I was just like oh this is just crap and I just did not have a good time to be honest so yeah I felt my confidence was pretty knocked after that one actually so I wasn't yeah
1: no it's, it's hard when you start an ultra not in the right frame of mind isn't it i've done a couple where you kind of yeah. stood on the start line thinking why am i even here i could just go home
0: <laughs> yeah like and that was like, exactly how i was feeling and it was kind of a shame because i've been looking forward to doing the northbound Way because i've not done a lot of running around that i mean i did done um, the picnic marathon a few years before and i thought "Well, oh, quite like it around the um the stepping stone area and i thought well oh, that's quite nice Quite look forward to running over the stepping stones, but they'd have to change the route, and you weren't even allowed over the stepping stones. Oh, one got washed
1: away or something, didn't it? Yeah, there was some route change.
0: No, I I, it was something to do with COVID or something. I don't oh. know. They didn't let <laughs> people like around because like, it's quite a popular area, I suppose. True. Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: Maybe they were worried about that. We weren't even allowed over the stepping stones, so I was like, oh, like I just felt like I just was not up for it as much. I don't think. but yeah, I got I got to the end anyway. It what sort of time
1: was, did you it, get then?
0: Oh, I can't remember. Like, maybe I was about an hour slow. I was, yeah, I think I maybe just scraped in under 11 hours for that one. So, yeah, I was quite a a bit slow. But, you know, a finish is a finish, really. I'm never going to win anything. So just a finish is, you know, it's good enough for me. But I just thought I might have been a little bit quicker than that.
1: And that's when you started slotting in some marathons, then to get your numbers up after that one.
0: Yeah, so after that, I think I had like about a marathon a month. So I just did some sort of local ones close to me. So I did the um the Relish Running ones. I mean they're they pretty hard in themselves. Like doing in Cheddar Gorge and there's like Bath. There's really a really hilly one oh, there. Man. So and like all oh, this is all kind of quite good training, so sort of hill practice. Like thinking ahead for like Wendover Woods, which is like the hilliest one. I think it's got about double the amount of elevation of the yeah. other events. Of the so I thought I'd be kind of a good training for that. Um, but basically like I just think everything was so busy with like having a baby that I managed to fit in my three marathons and then there was always something else and I've never really quite managed any other long runs than those three marathons. So by the time like Chilter and Wonderland rolled around I was like oh I've only done three, three long runs in the last three months so I was like yeah you know you just got to turn up and just do what you can do I suppose. So that's what I did.
1: And so in terms of that one, obviously by the third one, I presume you start to recognise people and know who else is doing the 50 Slam. Is there a bit of rivalry or camaraderie with them? Are you sort of looking at other women going, yeah. oh, she's ahead of me. I need to gain half an hour on this race.
0: Well, I don't know. I mean, maybe I shouldn't have like looked at because there is like a list of like where you are in the standings. And yeah. Like, you know, after the second race, I was like kind of like the third lady in the slam standings. I was like totally not expecting obviously because I've just had a baby and I was, I'm not very good at running either so I was just like oh that's wow I couldn't make amazing so I was kind of like you know I kind of like want to hold on to that third lady kind of slot I mean I didn't really know the other faces and the names and my eyes aren't very good so I couldn't really read people's like, name <laughs> but yeah it was quite nice if you like chat to people on the way around people are doing the slam and yeah it's got you know camera it's like good you have a nice chat but I was kind of secretly trying to like Go as fast as i could to try and hold on to that but yeah i, I didn't end up managing to get a third in the end but you know yes, it was worth it at you time.
1: got <laughs> fourth or 50. you was just having a quick look
0: yeah, i think i was like fourth, fourth like lady overall in the slam yeah. um which i lost i lost it on wendy woods which i was expecting because I'm, I'm just rubbish at hills it's just not my thing so i kind of was expecting it but it was worth going for like the camaraderie with the other runners was really good and i think really you could it was like when you got to wendover woods you had like a black number if you were in the slam so it was, ah. it was easy to spot the other slammers so that was really nice actually so i did get chatting to more of the slammers then so that was that was really good to sort of chat to them all but checking the name really off on the
1: list seeing if you need to beat them and push them down a hill yeah yeah <laughs>
0: oh, do i need to overtake take this person i just knew i just knew i couldn't do those. just i just can't do hills to be honest i'm rubbish at them
1: no, I, yeah, I kind of agree and living in Milton Keynes, we don't really have hills, so it's never that easy to yeah. train for. Yeah, there's
0: just not there's not really that many hills by me. And if I want to go to hills, I've got to like drive somewhere and it just adds like more time exactly away. and I mean I did try and run up and down some hills with a buggy and stuff like that. I mean, I did get out for a couple of runs and I like, would just go up and down, up and down, up and down the same hill, but you know, there's only sort of so much you can do really. I just did what I could. So
1: so yes. when you got to Wendover, then that's your 100th race for the 100 and Club, but obviously it's also the hardest 50. And you've got a kind of slam, because if you don't finish it, to some extent, you might well feel that you've kind of wasted the other three races. So, yeah, what's yeah. that like mentally? <laughs> yeah,
0: it was kind of like, it was like, I was. it's kind of like, yeah, I can feel the pressure of doing this, because I was thinking, if I can do it all it would be just so amazing. And I just really, really wanted to pull it all off. But um, also we'd had the added complication of like, I'd gone back to work since Chiltern Wonderland. Freddie had started nursery. So they, obviously when they get to nursery, they get every bug going. And I've yeah. been ill for like three weeks after Chiltern Wonderland. I um, hadn't I, you know, my training had been rubbish again. Um, like my husband is ill. Like We're all just constantly cycle of being ill. And like, my husband was ill the week of Wendover and I was like, is he going to be okay to look after Freddie? And and then I was like waking up every day that week thinking, okay, do I feel okay? I haven't got sore throat because so I usually get sore, sore throat if I'm going to be ill. And I was like, okay. Every day that I was passing, I was like, okay, I don't feel ill. I don't feel ill. And I woke up on that day of Wendover and I was like, oh, I don't feel too bad. I had a bit of an upset stomach, but I was like, I don't feel too bad. I was like, game on, let's, let's do it. You know, so I think, the biggest challenge for me was actually going to get into that race not ill not injured because I have like so many niggles like building yeah. up obviously, you know because you know I'm still like weaker after having a baby I've been doing my strength work as much as I can but you know I've still got weaknesses and things so um but just to make that day not ill I was like you know I've just felt so relieved <laughs>
1: Yeah, my might have grown up now, so we don't have quite such the issue, but I do remember it's yeah, nursery is just a breeding part of it, isn't it?
0: <laughs> yeah, like I just didn't didn't even really think about that, to be honest. But yeah, it's just been non-stop.
1: And on top of that, you're also obviously planning for it to be your hundreds, you've got to get your spreadsheet checked and all that audio top you've yeah. got all the extra hassle so did you talk to James about doing the sort of presentation and stuff or just kind of surprised him on the day
0: yeah well I um I was chatting to him at the end like children wonderland and like you know he's just sort of saying about having a baby and all that and I was saying oh yeah I'm hundred, there's going to be a window over. and he sort of said to me oh would, do you want me to do the presentation And I was like oh wow yeah that'd be amazing so he like offered because I just isn't. thought oh, you know he's like busy I didn't want to like hassle him or whatever and but he offered to do it so I thought oh that would make it like really nice you know just to have a um, little presentation at the end because I was like you know I'll just turn up I'll just do it and then I go my shirt like you know some people turn it into right. like a big deal they? but you know I was not really up for that but like him to like present my shirt was really nice oh, so I was cool. like that motivation like I have to finish this i to get my shirt
1: I suppose yeah if that had gone wrong you'd have been going home with Without the extra medal, with a t-shirt you couldn't put on, and feeling a bit, a bit depressed to say yeah. the least. <laughs> it
0: would be like if I didn't finish; it was going to be like so gutting. like I could not yeah. imagine how gutted it would be if I didn't manage it. So, yeah, I can't believe I've done it. Though to be honest, it's just so. But how
1: suffering. did the actual race go? Because I think you were fairly lucky with the weather, really, for Wendover, because it can be anything over there. It's got its own sort of microclimate, mm-hmm. almost. Yeah, I mean.
0: The weather was great it was it was not too cold it was you know not too breezy it was underfoot it was really nice it wasn't muddy at all which is a relief because obviously the mud will slow you down and i'm really clumsy anyway falling over and all that so the conditions were pretty much perfect um the race i was kind of like okay right i've got 15 hours i'm rubbish at hills take your poles from the start i mean i've done this race before and it totally killed me before Mm. I'd gone off too fast holes and it just took all my strength to finish so this time I was like I was was glad I'd done it before because I just knew you know give it the respect it you know it needs that race because it is a really hard one so I just took my time from the start and I just enjoyed it you know what we were saying like chatting with all the other people on the way around like with all the other slammers and stuff so I was just taking my time really and you know I was really nervous about having not done enough hill training because i think it's about ten thousand eight hundred foot of ascent i had on my watch at the end of that race and yeah. the deeper, for the slam they're like about five and a half six thousand at most so it's you know double the elevation it's a lot harder i mean my training you know i've done a couple of runs with about three and a half thousand foot so i was like expecting my legs to just go you know on the court my quads to go yeah um, but like Held up really, really well actually. And you know, I think because I was taking my time, I just kind of, you know, i, I my, my splits were quite even for the first four laps. And you know, Chris came out, and um, we had a couple of friends there to sort of support as well, which is nice. So I saw them every lap, so I was really enjoying it. So I got to the last lap and I thought, right, I'd just go straight through. I knew I had enough food on me, so I was like, just get on with it, let's just get it done. And I was feeling quite happy, but then, um. I kind of got a couple of miles into the last lap and I was like, my head torch is like not very bright. And then I was like, battery's oh. going. And I was like, battery's going. I was like, it's okay. i got my, I got my spare unit because you have to carry it back up. Yeah. It's fine. But then I was like, I've read some sort of um, thing on some of the ultra running communities and people moaning about the head torch batteries for this particular head torch I've got. And the batteries not lasting very long. Mm. If you haven't used them for a long time. I was like, I haven't used these like, head torch I haven't done any running for like on a night for ages and I was thinking oh no my batteries are knackered and the first battery I mean I lasted like about like three hours and I was like going into the last lap and I was thinking I've got a couple more hours and I was like what What's the battery in this torch is like rubbish as well so I put on my other my backup torch and I could like just I was I don't know if I was just like and I could feel it getting dimmer and dimmer and I was thinking oh, I'm gonna make it to the end of this lap and I was thinking oh no what's gonna happen like you know I'm going to have to get my phone out and be using my phone. And like, I was sort of really starting to feel like all this panic. And I was like, oh, you're stupid. Why don't you pick up some extra batteries? And I was thinking, you know, there's no way I should have needed extra batteries. And then, then we start like, going through all these scenarios of I'm going to get lost in the dark. And I well, yeah. You know, I, my- <laughs> I could really stress about it. You know, it was fine. But I, my spare torch did last to the end. It was quite dim by the end, but it, it lasted. but I think I didn't enjoy that last lap because I was like getting really stressed. And, oh no, I'm going to have ruined it all because I didn't pick up enough head torch batteries. And
1: it would be know. so bad to, yeah, miss out due to yeah. something dark like that, wouldn't it?
0: And it, was, it was so dark as well. Like there was no moon. Like you turned my torch off down, like a weird bush and like it was pitch black. You could not see anything without the torch. So I was like, there's no way I can finish this without a torch. Well, yeah, most so of, of like, it's sort of
1: in dense trees, isn't it? So, you know, I've done south down 100 and... I think the day I did that I pretty much could have run without a head torch there was you know it's so open and so much moonlight but yeah. you won't get that at Wendover. No
0: hope. But like I, it was a shame because I was like totally loving it up until that point because like, I, haven't, I haven't really done any night running I like love running through the, the trees at night it's just amazing mm. and I hadn't done that for so long I was it was such a buzz like that fourth lap I was just loving it but then I like, got to the, the fifth lap and I was like oh no it's like gonna be a massive disaster. So, it's a shame because that, that
1: yeah. could have felt like you kind of you know parade lap almost, couldn't it? After
0: yeah, two hundred like, oh, miles was of lap hard lap. running to do your final run and you know enjoy
1: it, and rather than panicking. And I was like stressing, but then, like by that fourth lap, I was like, okay, my legs are tired. You know, I was probably about you know I didn't say to a huge amount, but I was probably about like
0: half an hour slower on that lap. Where still I was not bad though. Yeah. I was like, okay, I'm like really feeling this in my legs, and I was like, oh come on you need to go faster you need to go faster you need to like you know, get to the end before your battery dies I'm like i can't go any faster so i was like stressing a bit that is so, a like, good incentive to keep
1: get... running though isn't it
0: <laughs> yeah i was like go as fast as you can you've got to make it but then um, like for me like a race you know it's never in the bag until i can see the finish line and like even up until the last couple of miles, i was like stressing you know but like as soon as i got into that last field you know, go through the last um i yeah the finish line like yeah i was like i can just do it i'm gonna do it i've got like two hours spare it's not gonna take me two hours to get that finish line i can see where the finish line is like i'm gonna make it like that's the only time in my head i was like i'm actually gonna make it you know i wouldn't like, believe it almost i was just like i was just thinking oh, something's gonna go wrong but just yeah to see that finish line is such a relief
1: i mean yeah you were you good two hours under the cutoff weren't you so you were well within yeah. but it never probably seemed that comfortable
0: no no you never know really because i think when i did it before i like, can't remember how long the laps were taking but i just felt like i was like taking half an hour for each mile kind of thing <laughs> it just felt like it was taking forever because like those hills are so tough especially in the
1: they are i mean that's it because yeah. you've got a halfway a station you've only really got five miles between every a station but sometimes it feels like you know hours and hours since you've last seen anyone and yeah. you think god i've only done five miles <laughs> yeah definitely cool so what's it like then finally crossing that finish line after a 10-year journey of marathons and finishing the slam and yeah doing one hell of an achievement for, in a normal year never mind so close to becoming a mum
0: it's just it's just just like amazing like i think i i do um, like visualized that moment for so long i think that's that's for me like all through my pregnancy I was thinking oh, imagine if I can do this imagine if I can pull this off like <laughs> the hard like getting up when you're knackered when you can't be bothered when you're around with your baby is like all of the hard work and the sacrifice like it like it all paid off you know and it's just yeah. like the best feeling like I thought you know I'm not a good runner you know I didn't have a coach I didn't have a personal trainer like it's, it's just been my hard work you know I didn't have any natural ability we've run in, it's just been pure hard work and sacrifice and and I think it just it just felt like just so rewarding to have actually done that. I just yeah, I'm just just pleased. I just can't believe it to be honest.
1: Was it like a sort of stunned surprise or were you blabbing like a baby when you crossed the line?
0: Well I I just though no, I wasn't crying or anything. I was just literally it was just that relief of I've made it and my my torch didn't <laughs> die. I thought I can finally rest my legs because my legs were just so tired. Oh,
1: surprise.
0: It was just relief, you know, at the end. But it's in know it like, almost like it hasn't sunk in yet. I'm just like, yeah, it's just been weird. Like, something you've wanted to do for so long and you've done it, and now I'm just kind of like, exactly. it's done, what are we going to do? You know? Like, I do not have to, like, drag myself out and train and stuff. Just Just have that little i can have a little bit of a rest now. Well, that's you know. not a bad idea.
1: So what sort of felt more yeah. special? Was it the slam medal or the 100 marathon top, do you think? Or was it sort of equally special on the day?
0: Uh, I don't know. I mean, I think the 100 marathon thing, because it's taken a longer time, but I think the slam for me was um, probably more important, I think, because I'd managed to complete that just as my baby had turned like a year old kind of thing. So to have done that, mm. like... Within that year, well, just over a year of having a baby, I thought that was for me. That was my bigger achievement. I think. I think that was kind of like harder. I think. Yeah, so I think that that sort of meant meant the most to me. I think the slam. So yeah, I'm gonna have my little med- my medals all framed. I think. Nice. That, because, <sighs> yeah, it's a special one. I think.
1: Of the odd, uh, if anyone was following the centurion feed, there were a few people that missed a cut off, weren't there for Wendover and one of those, yeah, yeah. was I think four seconds out and missed the slam by that. So it's it's not a done deal yeah. is it you cross that line.
0: No, it's oh, it was, that was just heartbreaking. Like when I read that post the next mm. day, like I was all, well, I did have like tears in my eyes because you know I I knew the lady um, that that four seconds, she missed it by four seconds. And I was just like <laughs> spoken to her night like before, and I was just like, I was just devastated for her. But you know, the cut off is the cut off, and they can't let it. And you know, everyone gets that, and she gets that. But like, mm. you know, that must be heartbreaking. I'm just like, I was like gutted for her, you know. But uh, I think she, you know, she sounds like she's been a good sport, and she's like, you know, she. I'm sure she will give it another go, and she will get get it done. I'm sure oh
1: god yeah I mean the motivation (laughs) to go back and do that
0: yeah I mean like I mean I've never been like that close to a cutoff I cannot imagine that that mental pressure you know to be that close to like finishing and not finishing I cannot imagine even when you're kind of like
1: an hour away and your brain's gone it feels like you're close doesn't it so to actually be within seconds is just yeah
0: yeah and your brain is trying to work it out in it like oh how
1: much time have I got how yeah have I got? I've got two miles left if I do a 20 minute it. mile and then sprint at the end yeah
0: then you're like working as hard as you can and you're like trying to do a 20 minute mile I'm like I can't manage it my legs
1: are so, exactly. tired. <laughs> oh, <that's hard. laughs> so what's your sort of next challenge after this because I know a lot of people get the 100 miles and on top and then either they double down and go for sort of two or three hundred or they almost lose focus a little bit and then other ones kind of relish the fact that they don't have to stress so much about whether events count for the hundred and do whatever silly event backyard ultra or something they fancy yeah well it's kind of kind of a bit for both
0: actually um You know, it's been a hard like year and I am knackered. So I have decided now I am going to have a little little bit of a rest. You know, I say a little bit of a rest, but I mean, I'm still going to do some running and go to the gym and whatever. I'm going to try and do the 100 park runs. I think I'm going to sort of do that with the buggy. I think I'm going to start working towards that. But you know, it's just not have that pressure of a big goal like hanging over you. You've got to get up and you've got to train. So I'm kind of glad of that. But what I am going to do now is I'm just going to do the races that I really want to do. So, um, as of next year i've got i've got the um the new canal race um that 111 mile one so i've got that booked
1: in. yeah um, I, i'm in for that as well but i it's one of those i you? got carried away and signed up and went i don't know about <laughs> this now but <laughs> oh
0: brilliant well i'll see you there i'll well, i i'll be able to run a few miles with you exactly so I've got yeah. that. they're really good though. i didn't know if you've done any of the canal races i did the grand union
1: a few years ago but yeah, and I've oh, yeah. paced a few people at Grand Union, but everyone I've paced or not paced, because you can't use that word, can you, the grand union? Everyone I've budded has mm-hmm. ended up dropping. So I'm not sure if I'm a, a bad yeah. luck for other people. <laughs> oh, but yeah, that's that's really good. That's, that should be a
0: really good race. I'm really excited about that. I mean, well, it's like the fact it's only like, running
1: for the one year, isn't it? So I think a lot of people have kind yeah, of leapt at it. Right. If it was a if yeah. it was a new one that was going to be every year, I think I might have perhaps done it in a few years time but you kind of think oh I don't want to miss it So
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> same so I am sort of like the year after I'm going, to, I'm going to do the century and hundred slam I think like every other year I'm going to do like a slam type event so you know next year I'll have an e- I say easier year but then year after I want to do the hundred slam and then two years after that I want to have another the canal slam because I was in for the canal slam in 2019 but I like pulled out so I can have my oh. baby so it's you know it's unfinished business i want to go back i want to do the slams i want to try and get you know under 20 hours hundred miles on a track race so i've got lots of goals (laughs) i've got like chip away at so um lots of things but not lots of things in one year i think just a couple of big things now i think more time with
1: phoenix run i've got a 24 hour track race in march i was looking at for a little similar but, oh, okay yeah so far i'm not doing well on track races i dnf'd one and the other one i just didn't even bother turning up for <laughs> so i need to motivate myself yeah well maybe i'll see you at on track Uh no the one i well the one that i dnf'd was a uh, cobain event dnf and oh, dns okay. actually it's just, you know, you know, he never makes his events easy, do they? So there's no kind of, you know, PA and marching bands and stuff. It is just running around with no headphones in your own head for 100 miles. And I think my head wasn't in it. Yeah,
0: it's quite hard because I've done one before and it's like the only exciting thing is when you change direction every Yeah, oh, I oh, didn't even get to
1: that point. <laughs>
0: I did Thank marathon
1: you. distance and kind of went oh it looks like it's going to rain I could be home in 40 minutes so I went home so yeah That's I do need to do better on them. <laughs> so for anyone who's doing the 50 slam do you want any advice for them I mean how do you kind of train and continue to train for the 50 throughout the year do you just train for the first one and sort of try and hang on
0: I'm probably not a good person to ask that because I had you know would' say probably say don't have a baby
1: and okay baby. I'll make sure I don't if I ever try it
0: then. <laughs> but like really I th- I, it's I do think it is really quite achievable you know if you you're fit for the first race I think you know and as long as you cannot get injured or be ill I think you know it is quite mm. achievable and yeah I think you've just gotta just turn up really and as long as you're not after a good time I think just keep ticking over in between excellent yeah I'd say go for it I mean if I can do it you know after having a baby and then probably anybody can do it
1: really pressure's on now (laughs) for everyone else isn't it yeah
0: I think yeah it's, it's definitely achievable as long as you're fit enough for that first race I think you know you can manage it
1: cool and if anyone is either about to get pregnant or currently pregnant any advice for kind of coming back to running are there any useful sort of websites or groups or do you just kind of go it alone and see what happens
0: well i just say definitely go and see um a pelvic physiotherapist for like the 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 mummy mot before you do anything so you don't end up in yourself and they you know obviously it's the pelvic floor thing um that's the vitally important there is um an nhs squeezy app to download which is like it will set reminders on your phone to make sure you do it so that's the one thing you can do really to help yourself and
1: i've you know. never heard of that but it sounds very useful
0: <laughs> yeah it's, it's what you what you need to do if you're going to have a baby i think you want to run again or even if you know even if you just had a baby i think it's quite a helpful thing um yeah that's what you want to do to return to running safely and to just not put too much pressure on yourself think just do what you can do and just be pleased at what you can do really because you know lots of other stresses when you have a baby in there so yeah it's
1: I, yeah it's been a while since I was with babies but I, I can still remember just getting out of the house and getting dressed was a bit of an achievement on the bad days or even yeah, just getting definitely. dressed never even mind leaving the house yeah
0: yeah like definitely if you can get yourself dressed it's hard enough isn't it so yeah anybody can do whatever it is you know just be grateful
1: and happy that you can do anything, I think, really. Thank you, much for coming on. And, yeah, it sounds like I might see you at the canal race then. Best of luck. And, uh, yeah, hopefully uh, you continue to keep running. Thank you. Thanks to Dawn there for coming on. There might be a bit of a gap between now and the next podcast. And obviously, we're entering quiet season. So, other in cross-country, there's not too much on for the next few months. I was due to be doing the track 100 a couple of weeks ago after my abysmal uh, dnf there last year and instead i decided to do a dns and didn't even turn up i just wasn't in the fit shape to run 100 miles around a track but hopefully my motivation comes back for future races till next time goodbye game over